Are you struggling in your faith? Are you pretending you're happy but stuck in a spiritual rut? Are you tired of listening to famous pastors and preachers who make it sound so easy? Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Protestant and Catholic voice in America. I talk about the important things that nobody else is talking about, like how to align with God's plan for your life, because I believe this is where 90% of Christians get stuck. And I tackle the negative self-talk that we all secretly struggle with, but won't admit. My guests are brave Protestants and Catholics who share their struggles, their fears, and their daily holy habits that help them win in their spiritual lives. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist and a spiritual coach to Christian business owners and CEOs who are married with children. This show was created for you, the broken Catholic, who's pushing to get your spouse, your kids, and yourself to heaven. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you're just one surrender prayer away. Today, our featured guest is Rochelle Kitchen. And Rochelle is a certified professional life and transformation coach. And BC Nation, don't we need that? I mean, we need someone to be professional about our life because we can't see it ourselves. We're in it. We have blind spots. We need someone from the outside looking in going, hey, if you just move your foot a little to the left, you'll get a different result, kind of like a golf coach or you know, a sports coach. So if athletes, the top athletes in the world need coaching, so do you in your life. Also, she's a mom. She's a homemaker. And now she's an empty nester. Uh, she was a former career woman, business owner, and a tireless volunteer. So we're going to talk about a few of these things, but mostly I want to talk about Rochelle's faith journey because I know you're going to connect with her. There's going to be parts of her life where she went through self-doubt and fear, just like you're going through right now. And she's learned lessons along the way, and she's going to share those with you and Possibly God will set you free right here, right now, this episode. Imagine that for yourself. Expect that for yourself. So, Rochelle, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Absolutely. Thank you, Joseph, so much for having me and for the work that you are doing. This is amazing. So thank you again for that. Um, you know, my faith journey, I, had, I grew up in the church. I was the little kid who could get in front of the, the congregation, recite the Decalogue. I was grew up African Methodist Episcopal, transitioned into United Methodist. My mom was Baptist. Um, my dad actually was Muslim, and I was given a choice as to whether I wanted to be Christian or follow the Muslim faith. I chose Christian. At what um, age? What age um, were you? I was probably um, in my teens. I, dad was taking me to mosque, you know, preteens and when, and I was a young kid and remember sitting at the on the floor at the mosque um but in my teens that's when I really committed to the Christian faith and again I was always going to church with my mom as at a young age but I silently committed to the Christian faith um, so Rochelle why did you choose the Christian one over the Muslim one um probably because of the people that my dad surrounded himself with in the Muslim faith it seemed very um, disconnected. It seemed disrespectful to women. Um, just some things that did not 
sit right with me and didn't feel godlike or Christ-like. It just did mm. not resonate at all. And while my dad was a very devout man, he was a good man. Just some of the people he surrounded himself with, I'm just like, mm, I don't know about that. That uh, that don't seem right. <laughs> so um, that just made me. I just connected more with the Christian faith. Yeah, I really get that. So before we get really into the faith journey, go ahead and um, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Ooh, that's a good question. Probably um, most people know I'm a runner, but not a lot of people know that I feel closest to God when I am running in the winter. I mean, snow-covered trees, in the mm. local arboretum, man, Joseph, I feel like Snow White. I mean, the animals are out, the birds are chirping. I feel like I need to bust into a hymn at any second because that's when I feel God. That's when he speaks to me. And that's kind of through my whole brokenness and the chaos of life. That's where I figured out that's where God is for me, out in nature and in quiet peaceful reflection. Not I love, in yeah, I love it, right? So many times I share that, I share the classroom of silence with others is that if you want to experience God in your life, you got to get quiet. You got to get away from all the noise of the world, the distractions. And literally those are there to distract you from getting centered with your creator, your maker, so that you can have his peace, love, and joy. And I think it's fantastic that your classroom of silence is when you're running in the wintertime, white snow on the ground, the birds are chirping, the squirrels are playing, right? And you see God's masterful creation all around you and you connect and you light up. And I know for many of my audience, you feel the exact same way. It's like nature is your thing. And then for others of my audience, you're like, Joseph, nature is cool. But man, when I'm at church and I'm just waving my hands and worshiping, man, that's when I feel God most, right? And then maybe you feel God somewhere else, right? Maybe it's at home in that quiet room uh, in your study or so, your war room, right? And we all connect with God and experience God differently, the main thing is to get quiet with God. And I think that's really powerful. So let's go back in time, Rochelle, and let's talk about that. So 16 years old, you choose, you have, your dad says, hey, be, you want to be a Muslim? Be a Muslim with me. Your mom says, hey, you want to be a Christian? Be a Christian with me. You chose, I want to be a Christian because when you looked at the Muslim faith, you just saw something was missing in the people. Um, as you said, right? And maybe we can just paraphrase it as God's love possibly was missing in what you were seeing there. And that doesn't make them wrong. It just overall as a 16, 17 year old girl, you were like, Ooh, something's off, right? Your radar was, you're, was saying something's off. So you gravitate to the Christian faith. All right. Fast forward us. Um, you start going actively uh, and participating in the church. At what age did you truly experience God in your life where you're like, man, this is it. I do have a, a heavenly father. I am a daughter of God. At what age did that happen or has that not happened yet? I think it's still a journey in process, but it feels most connected at my lowest point 
when my life was literally falling apart. My 28 year marriage was ending. My dad was beaten in the streets, mm. murdered and died from his injuries. My mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. My youngest was leaving the nest. I, I felt in a point of despair. And I went back to my roots, back to the building to, to rediscover church and the church that I was a member at at the time um, that my whole family was, I wasn't connecting. I loved the ministry of music and that brought me some peace, but I just wasn't connecting. So I started church shopping. And what I really realized is that I was always doing church. I was the volunteer that got it done. I was, you know, the vacation Bible school leader. I was, you know, Sunday school, but it was not really feeding me the way that I needed to be fed. And, and, and Christians, we pray, right? I like to think that prayer is us chattering away like the kid, you know, dad, can I have, mama, can I have, please give me da, 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 da. But we never shut the heck up to listen to the answer. We never just shut up. We're Preach it, woman. Preach we're it. We're constantly, gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, what was me? My life. And that's where I was. And then I can't even really verbalize what happened other than God said, okay, you have a greater purpose. I have been trying to speak to you and you won't shut up. You won't keep still. You are not hearing me. And I feel like now, while I don't want to be divorced, I didn't want my dad to be murdered. I feel like that journey needed to happen so that I could really get still and listen to what God was trying to tell me. And that was, you got a bigger purpose. What you are doing now is not it. Wow. Looking back in retrospect, I'm so glad and happy that God showed you that. However, when you were in it, it sucked. Absolutely. It sucked. And I was like, God has forsaken me to hell with it all. Forget it. And then I started running. And I, I still would do my meditation. I had a prayer that I prayed. That's actually on my board. It's by uh, Majority um, Homes just for today. You know, give me grace for today. I'd pray that prayer after meditation. And then what I started to notice that on my runs, I wouldn't do music, just alone in my head, trying to figure some stuff out. And that's where the connection was made. That's where I connected with God. I, I, I don't have the words to explain the power of it. I mean, literally in my body, there would be just a warmth. And again, I'm running in the winter with multiple layers on, but I am warm from the inside out because he was speaking to me. He was showing me the way and giving me answers that I thought I, I, I didn't know what to do. And I felt less of a victim. I felt less alone. Um, and that's where it just kind of clicked. Like, you know, all these years you've been doing church. You've been playing at religion. And there, at least for me, there is a huge difference in religion and spirituality. There is a huge difference in being in the building versus being connected with your creator. 
I am in such agreement with you on that, Rochelle. BC Nation, I'm going to drop my opinion on this. And Rochelle, it may differ from yours. I believe that both are necessary. I don't believe it should be a this or that scenario, meaning it's either church or spirituality. It's the building or spirituality. I believe it's a this and that scenario. It is the building where we all congregate as children of God in the body of Christ collectively, not alone from each other, not divided from each other, but all under one roof. At the same time, that is not going to fulfill getting quiet with God and having the conversations and really growing in that spirituality and that relationship with God. And I think both are necessary. And so many times we make one wrong and we make the other right for us. And this causes so many problems in the world. Because if you're looking at me and going, well, Joseph, for me, it's, it's spirituality trumps, you know, going to church. And then I'm, that's going to immediately put up a wall between us. And I'm like saying back, like, no, they're both awesome and they're both required because we're broken humans. We're broken Catholics. We're both in, broken Christians and Protestants, right? We're all just a broken mess. So we need two things. We need God, that's spirituality, and we need each other. That's fellowship. That's church. And, and you're so right. What shows up for you in that, Rochelle? And, and you're right. And, and here's where I said what I said earlier, that my journey is still ongoing. Because mm. while I did not connect to the congregation and the fellowship and the buildings in which I was going, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Amen, girl. And so that, that I haven't necessarily given up on it. I have pressed pause on it just to say, okay, I'm not going to be scurrying and so locked into it has to be about the building if I am still connecting. Because I would love to be in fellowship with other Christians and have that church family, especially now that my marriage is ended and my kids are mm -hmm. out. That would be a great place of support for me. And again, it's just the journey and yeah. finding that um, congregation that I connect with and that I feel at home with and that I feel at peace with. So I'm really hearing your heart right now. And thank you for being vulnerable about this, right? You're like, hey, my kids are grown up. They're out of the house, right? It's kind of like I'm a free bird on my own here, but I want to hang out with some other birds. I just haven't found the right birds that I actually like and that are singing the same song as me, right? right? And, and I think that's a beautiful place to be. So if you want, I'd like to contribute just for a moment a challenge for you and for you, BC Nation, if you're in the same place as Rochelle right now, which is so common and awesome, and it's a great place to be. It's a place of searching. It's a place of hungriness and thirst. I've been there myself so many times. The simple prayer is this, and here's the challenge. Just say this to your Heavenly Father. Father, show me the church you want me to be part of. Like, show it to me. Like so many times we don't ask for it. We know it's missing. We want it, but we don't actually ask him for it. And you know what? Thank you for saying that because that brings up something for me, the fear that is behind this for me. Tell me, what's the fear? I do not want to fall back into doing church. Got it. And, and sucked into Oh, you, you show up and you lead the committee. Woo, woo, woo. Well, will you do this committee and this one and this one and this one? And then I am overwhelmed doing church and disconnected. 
So yeah. Rochelle, you know what's showing up right now. That's a fear. That, Come that, on, you're a life yeah. coach. Let me yeah. show you what's showing up here because this that's might just be a this may just be a blind spot for you, right? Yeah. So that absolutely. This absolutely. is why we all coaching. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm gonna do a little coaching here, right? It's listen, this whole reason that you've made up in your brain, your brain has made up that it's the church that's the problem and it's this church and it's this church and it's this church and you were church shopping and none of them. Story, were, absolutely. Right. What the problem really is, is not the people of the church. It's you feeling out of control when you enter a church and not trusting your own ability to say no to things. Right. And, yeah. and saying yes and being a people pleaser. Right. And, and jumping on this committee and that committee and this committee and then getting to the point, I'm guessing, of overwhelm, yep. which I have done myself. And then like that's the fear. That's what you're scared of. But here, let me share this with you. What happened back then is not what will happen next for you because you're not the same woman that you were back then that you are now. You've learned so much. Look at all the wisdom God has given you, right? So this time you're going to enter church, the church that God's going to show you when you say that prayer, that will be the right fit for you, Rochelle, and you'll be the right fit for them. And now you're going to say yes to one of two things, but first you're going to go and consult with God on your run before you say yes to anything. Yeah. Right? And that's your filter. And, and that's what is so freaked out, right? That we get in our heads, we get caught up in the story and the old paradigm and way of being, and we're stuck. You got it, girl. So we're so- pointing that out. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're so welcome, right? We drag our past, not into our present. We drag our past into our future, right? Because it's affecting the decisions we're making right now in the present, which are- creating the future, right? So let go of that. Let go of it, girl. Let go of it, BC Nation. You're no longer the same person. God has been working on you. Right. Maybe you can't see it. Others are seeing it. And you don't have to make the same decisions you made back then. You're a precious daughter of God. You're a precious son of God, the Father. And you literally can show up now and do what Rochelle is really coaching you on, which is go find your desert, I call it, right? Your 40 days in the desert. Even Jesus himself did 40 days in the desert with his heavenly father to do what? To get grounded, to get centered, to get his identity as son of the father, and then to get his calling and his mission. Then he went into the field for three years, right? And took on the battle. And so many times we don't go to the desert. So for Rochelle, BC Nation, her desert is running in the wintertime in the snow. That being said, Rochelle, something that stands out to me is where's your desert in the summertime, right? Well, you you got you to gotta have a desert, I, I, a quiet I, I, place. I hike, but it is not pleasant because I don't like to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rochelle, I love what that, you just said that. BC Nation, are you like Rochelle? You don't like to sweat spiritually in your spiritual life. You don't like to do the dirty work, right, of letting God grow you and transform you from the inside out and then showing up as a transformed little Jesus for others in your life. So I'm, I'm going to go here and it's going to sting for a second, okay, Rochelle? Absolutely. All right, got it. Yeah, so 
I want you to get really get that um, the pride and the self selfishness that I've done myself. Maybe you're in right now, BC Nation. You're you're sitting with it. Is we make up all these reasons and excuses and justifications for not actually stepping into other people's life lives, right? Which means like going to church, going into fellowship, and we make all these reasons. And it's actually just us being selfish, being navel gazing, right? Rather than showing up as a little Jesus for others. And that's what, you know, being a Christian, being a believer is all about is letting God transform you and all the brokenness and hurts and wounds from childhood and all the poor decisions of our lives and everything, letting him transform you first, clean out all the mess and residue of life, the skadooge, and then filling himself in you so that you become the little Jesus and removed of self. And then you show up for others and what they see is not actually you, but Jesus in you. Does that make sense, Rochelle? It makes total sense. That's awesome. It sucks doing it. Let me just be clear. It sucks. Okay. Especially the transforming you part. I call it the, the cocoon stage, right? Your former life looking back, like that was the caterpillar years. And then the transformation, which is all this painful stuff being turned over inside of you. This is the cocoon stage. And what's happening is the reason why it's painful is you're actually growing wings, right? So it's like all these contortions happening within your body and we want to make it wrong. Like, God, why is this happening? Why are you doing this? Ah, it's hurt. It hurts. It's painful. And he's like, my daughter, my son, like, can't you see what I'm doing? I'm growing wings because you're meant to fly. And then Rochelle, here's the stage I'm at right now, just to get real with you. I'm at the, the end of the cocoon stage at three years of transformation, painful, right? The past three years. And now I'm at the cocoon stage and God is saying, son, come out. It's time to fly. And you know what I'm doing? I'm freaking staying in the comfort sure, of the cocoon. Nice there. Oh, it's be- warm, girl. Yeah, I don't want to go out. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go out into this scary new world. I don't want to flap these things. I don't even know how to use these wings. It's scary. And God is nudging me and pushing me. And actually, in one of my businesses, which was the cocoon, the safety blanket, he's literally stripping it away from me because that's what a loving father does. Mm-hmm. He removes the very thing that we cling to that actually enslaves us. And he's ripping away the cocoon so that I have to open my wings. So what shows up for you in all that in your own personal life? Um, similar. I think I'm still in the cocoon stage and there's, there's even more growth that is happening, even more um, ahas and getting prayerful. And then, like I said, wanting to be in fellowship, figuring out um, life and the next steps and, and really embracing the lessons um, that are before you every day. God, God is talking to you every day in your everyday life, the people you come across, the situations, the events, all of it is, in, in my opinion, God's way of, of being connected with you. You just got to pay attention and listen and ask yourself, what is the opportunity for growth here? What is the opportunity to connect? What is the opportunity and what is God speaking to, to say for me to learn in this situation, to, to learn from these set of people? Even, even if it's people that are unkind and, and basically a-holes, 
I've had a little bit of that lately and, and in, in this climate and, and what's going on here. But, but we have to pause and think about, okay, what, what is being said here? What, what am I to learn or what am I to share even to help that other person? Or just mm. how am I to be? How, how, just by me showing up in a certain way. Mm. Yeah, sometimes showing up at church, right, and having the friction of people maybe you don't like or disagree with, God is actually using them to grow you because he wants to do some work in you, right? And so many times we want to make it wrong, like, oh, no, they're ungodly people, so obviously God only wants me to hang out with godly people. No, that's a lie of the enemy. Jesus himself went, went to the most ungodly people, because they're the ones that need him. And we're called to do the same. But before we go into the mission fields, into the, you know, showing up for others, we really have to let God do the work on us. And that's the part we don't want to do. We get so eager to go evangelize, right? We, we, I'm saved, right? And I, I'm blessed with the Holy Spirit, right? And now and I'm a the Bible front and back. And, oh, girl, man, I am like an orator extraordinaire, right? And, and I want to go out and just tell everybody about Jesus before I let Jesus transform me. Yes. And that's a problem in our church across all denominations, let nobody wants to do the work of letting God help you die to yourself so that he can take over your life 100%. Now, our God is a selfish God. He doesn't settle for you surrendering your life 99.98%. He wants 100%. That means the very thing that you're holding on to right now, he wants that. And here's the thing too, Joseph, that we cannot have empathy and, and connection with others, if we can't see those things in ourselves, and we're disconnected. That's, that's why, because we cannot see, we don't lean into those emotions and all the ugh that we don't want to deal with for ourselves. So we cannot show empathy to others because mm. of that reason. And empathy is the thing that creates connection between us others and God. And that that's what brilliant. I think is missing. It's just like, whoa. <laughs> that's brilliant right there. It's so brilliant. You know, BC Nation, listen to Rochelle. She's dropping wisdom nuggets on you. Explosions everywhere. Okay. That's so valuable. Like when you're sitting there in the storm and I get it, it sucks and it's difficult and you don't see it when you're in it. But looking back in retrospect, you're going to see that the storm was God creating, allowing the pain in all of that to expand the capacity of your heart so that you can love more, so that you can love others like he loves them, right? And it's a stretching process. Yeah, I'm going to make you cry, girl. Here's the thing. Through this whole journey, I learned that my gift was my capacity to love. Mm. My daughter told me that it just do this whole thing. I, I was going through coaching make a long story short, we had an assignment to actually call someone and ask them what they admire about you, what inspires mm. them. 
And me being the go-getter, she's going to take on the world. I made time, gobbled my lunch, and called three people. I called my daughter first, and she said, Mom, it's two things. One is that you live by your values, even when you struggle against them and they are in conflict. And it's your capacity to love. She was just unapologetic and said that she's like, even when you go in and you know people will not do the right thing and they will hurt you, it doesn't make you hesitant to love the next person. And I called my aunt and I called a friend and I got similar stories. And in that realization, that really set me on the path and made me realize this is the message that God has been trying to tell you for some time. You were kind of sort of living it, one foot in, one foot out kind of thing. But this is what he has been saying. So cut the BS and get after it and do the work. Amen, Rochelle. Amen. Listen, God's showing up right here where two or more are gathered in his name. He is. Yeah. Do not think he is not, doesn't have you on the show, not only as a guest, but as a student. Yeah. He's literally speaking into your life right now. And you shared very humbly, hey, Joseph, here's what's missing. I'm missing fellowship. I'm not connected to the body of Christ, right? To the other broken children, just like me of God. And it's like, God's like showing up. And so will you take on that challenge of praying, Father, show me what church you want me I, to go to? I absolutely will. Because like I said, I was still on the journey. I don't, I yeah. don't feel 110% connected. Yeah, I got and, that. You know, I'm sure that's what was missing was the fellowship piece. And my um, resistance because of the past story and and the and the assumption that because it was that way before it will be again and that's something that i teach my clients that's not true that that is not the story Mm -hmm. that's it right that's actually what we teach our clients but then when it's our turn we don't see it i I do the same thing the glory glasses. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Hey, listen, I just want to be real. I do the exact same thing. I literally have just come through a storm. I'm coming out the other end and it sucked, right? God's stripping away one of my businesses completely. And that's my main revenue producer and everything. And there was no reason why it should be happening. Like all of a sudden, everything just started falling and I'm trying to catch one thing and the other. And the more I'm trying to control and salvage Rochelle, the business, the, the faster God is letting it fall. Mm-hmm. And it literally, he wanted total surrender. Joseph, will you speak about building faith into your business? Will you trust me even now when I strip away the business? Will you trust me now with your future? And that is so effing difficult. And I had other people, my actual students, coaching me back when I was having a breakdown. And because I was transparent and I was like in tears on a, you know, a Facebook live and just saying, I don't know what to do right now. I can't see straight. I'm in the storm. Things are blowing. I can't see. I'm looking at the waves crashing, right? I'm, lo- I'm feeling the wind. And others looked in and said, can't you see what God's doing? Like he's literally showing you how to have complete faith in your business, which means letting go of the entire business. Yeah. Even if it, he takes it, 
you're at peace about it. You're like, well, it was his anyway. God giveth and God taketh away. And that's our humanness. That's our ego, right? Yes. That, that we built this thing and we're proud of it. And, um, you know, it's earthly. Again, it's the yes. And so that's what keeps us attached. Yes. And not allowing us into acceptance around what is true with a capital T, not Amen. So BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation, for me, that thing, that baby was my business. For you, maybe it's your son or your daughter, and you don't want to let them go, mm-hmm. right? You don't actually trust that God loves them more than you ever could as a human being in your own limited capacity. He is the creator before you gave birth to them, right? And so many times we wrestle with this. Um, is letting go of our children and our loved ones, our spouse, when our spouse is heading down the wrong direction, right? And we literally need to surrender them to God, right? And God, you take over their life because they're not listening to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and I pray and I trust you will bring them back to me, right? And we, we, we quit. We quit on God and we quit on them. And we try to control, control, control. And I'm telling you, it never works. It it never did. All right. So let's wrap up this show because this is a great show, Rochelle. I'm really liking you because you showed up like just real, transparent. You didn't hide anything. You didn't try to look good. You didn't avoid looking bad, right? You just showed up human. And this is where everyone connects with you, right? So that's so awesome. All right. Let's wrap this up in a bow. This is my favorite part of the show, Rochelle. Welcome to the confession round. See what I did there as a broken Catholic? Yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so um, I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Sure. All right, Rochelle, what's your favorite sound? Silence. Love that. What's your least favorite sound? Buzzers. Buzzers. You're the second person to say that. Define buzzers. Is that like, what is that? Leaf blowers? No, like, like foghorny kind of high pitched. Oh, you know, buzzer. yeah, like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that start. You <laughs> got it. Yes. Thank you. Because I didn't ask my other guest, and I was like, buzzers. Okay, whatever. Uh, what did you spend way too much time doing in your twenties? Oh, <laughs> dare, dare I ask? Oh, probably uh, worrying about what other people thought of me. Yeah, that's so common for sure. Okay, what are you most afraid of? Stepping fully into the life that God has attended for me. I don't want to fail. Mm. Out of me. Yeah, I get that. But if you don't step in, you're failing right now. <laughs> I know. But you got to step it, in, girl. I'm like, oh, you were built for fear. You were built for courage, girl. You got this. What secret fear do you have about people? That I give them the benefit of the doubt and I'm wrong. Mm, I got that. That you may love them too much and then get hurt. Yeah, that shows up for me too. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he is always with me. Amen. That I'm not alone. That's right. That BC Nation, listen up. You're not alone. What do you wish you were better at? Um, I wish I was better at 
I guess really um, studying the Bible. Yeah, I, I get that. The Bible, and I, you know, know some of the stories, but I'm not, or don't feel like I need to be able to quote chapter and verse. But I would like to have a deeper understanding of it. You almost sound like a Catholic. Watch out. Sorry, I just had to go there for giggles. All right. What dream are you scared of pursuing? Um, I would love to create a movement of women supporting women. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like. And I'm even a little scared to open the door to consider it because I get like this pain, this quickening in my gut that mm-hmm. says this is going to be big and I'm, it freaks me out. Yeah, I get that because it's going to require more than just you. Yeah, It's going to require God, right? It in that. Me. Yeah, I get that. What's a new habit you want to form? Um, read my Bible daily. I don't do that. Got it. When are you going to start? Today. Thank you. <laughs> what is a bad habit you want to break? I'm not going to even lie. It's a habit I'd like to break, but I don't really want to. It's eating a lot of sweets. I enjoy them. <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I'll quote St. Augustine, one of my favorite quotes. He's like, Lord, make me chaste. Just not yet. Yeah, I, 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 I I'm having too much them. fun. I do enjoy them. And I know having as much as I do is not good for me, but I enjoy it. <laughs> I get that. Pick three words to describe who you are now, Rochelle. Ooh, um, thoughtful, respectful, and empathetic. Mm, Love it. Pick three words to describe who you were back then before you experienced God in a tangible way in your life. Ooh, judgmental, whiny, and not real. All right, BC Nation, which of those three do you connect with right now? That will tell you where you're at in your spiritual journey. And last question, Rochelle, if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends, your children, look them in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? I would tell them to be open to just genuinely be open and allow God in. Mm, Love it. That's awesome. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? I would say the, the one thing I would tell your listeners is that your relationship with God because we hear all the buzzwords out there, right? Oh, get to know yourself and all the self-help. It's like on loud and repeat, you can't escape it. But for that stuff, no matter what, the three-step, the da-da-da, the checklist or whatever you're looking for to work, you must be in relationship with your creator. You must figure out a way to be connected to him or her. <laughs> um, And that's how all of the other stuff will come together for you. Yeah, I really get that. 
You know, I say if, uh, if you're not connected to your creator, you're showing up inauthentically in all areas of your life because you're not realizing your own identity as son of the creator of the universe or daughter of the creator of the universe. And we're so running around really, looking for it in the three-step this and so-and-so's book on that and da 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 And we've spent a lot of money and it's not happening. We are wringing our hands and that's Yep, Yeah, I agree. We're constantly trying to fill the void, but we don't want to fill it with God. What? All right. So tell us, I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Tell us about this Divorced and Thriving Virtual Summit you have coming up. Oh, Joseph off the chain. I gather 20 plus coaches, thought leaders, and we are helping women who are on the other side or soon to be on the other side of divorce um, Mm. thrive, not just survive. We're talking getting your money and finances in order. We're talking about um, building new networks, social networks and relationships and dating. We're talking sex. We're talking the B word. We're talking budget. We're talking um, connection to reconnecting to your passion and purpose. Um, Just grounding you so that you can live a whole life. You may be broken in that your marriage is broken. You may feel at the end of your rope, but you can reinvent yourself and become whole. And we're just giving resources, um, to help women do that and to step into their power again. I love it. Let me ask you this, because I want to get real. Are you bringing God and faith into that summit? Yes. As a matter of fact, when I talked to my Mary Kay lady, who's talking makeup and finance, the topic was um, skincare and spirituality. How caring for yourself is a spiritual act because you are honoring God's vessel. Preach it. I love it. Mic drop. Bam! Oh, I dropped my pen. Look at that. I dropped my pen. Uh, so yes, it is weaved throughout, and and the lady who showed up, who m- many of them are Christian faith, and they brought that to the table. I did not want to like hide that that we are who we are. So let's show up that way. And gotcha. Make sure because you're running it, girl. Make yes. sure you show up a hundred percent unapologetic in your faith. Seriously, because I know that your human mind is going to want to duck and hide in certain moments. Speak it. Speak it. God will bless that, what you're doing. All right. So what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you, Rochelle? Well, they can go to my website. It is levelup4life.coach. And if anyone is interested in the Divorce Summit, you can go to divorcedandthriving.com to get your free seat and join us for the five days, November 12th through the 16th. There's going to be some great stuff going down in there. Um, so I would highly encourage you to hop on there. And this is a virtual summit. So someone could be anywhere in the world and just tune in, right? Yep, absolutely. Love that. Ladies, listen up. Listen, I, I'm not a fan of divorce, right? It's not biblical. That's however, no however... life doesn't always show up clean and neat. Yeah. And if you find yourself in that, first off, that sucks. And I'm sorry that that has happened, right? Because kids are always the victim in all of it. I come from a broken divorce family, right? I am a product of, however, God will work miracles through it all, right? So I will say this, um, if that's where you are right now in your life, just surrender it all to God. Surrender all the pain, all the woundedness and everything. Go attend Rochelle's event, Uh, You can find her at level up number four life, level up for life.coach. 
and go meet this woman. She's a rock star. I already see it. She's opened up. She's shown her brokenness. And don't think you don't have brokenness. You're a broken mess. We all hot, are. Hot flaming mess. I told hot you. flaming mess. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it, but I'm a hot flaming broken Catholic. Yeah. No, that didn't sound good. Flaming mess. <laughs> all right, Michelle. I like you. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being on the show. And I wish you God's love, God's peace, and God's joy in every area of your life, girl. Thank you. Are you winning in business but losing in life? Do you feel dissatisfied and often ask, is this all there is? I used to feel the same way. Actually, it's more common than you think. Many successful business owners complain about living lives of quiet desperation. I get it. You've spent your money, your energy, your emotion, and your time building your business empire. You've won in business, but along the way, you've sacrificed other areas of your life. Perhaps your relationships have suffered. Maybe you feel lonely. Maybe you feel like a fraud. Maybe you've even given up on happiness. Listen, I believe happiness is not about what fills your pockets or what's parked in your garage. It's about you creating a life of purpose and service and reaching your full potential. I can show you how to get that if you like. Typical side effects of working with me include real connection with God, peace of mind, loving relationships, freedom from addictions, higher income, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. And it all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now and to see if we want to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities.